0: Welcome to D.C. Schmooze with OU Advocacy. We're getting to know some of our nation's elected leaders and learning about their policy goals. Join us as we dive in. Hello, my name is Nathan Diamond. I'm the executive director of the Orthodox Union's Advocacy Center, and welcome to this episode of the D.C. Schmooze. I'm pleased to be joined today uh, by newly elected freshman congressman from the east end of Long Island, Congressman Nick Woloda. Um, who uh, who's joining us from Capitol Hill. Congratulations on your election, sir. Thanks so much. It's a pleasure to be with you here today. Um, you know, uh, the Orthodox Union is the umbrella for synagogues around the country. We have quite a few uh, in your district. Um, I'm sure the folks there follow the campaign closely, but maybe uh, maybe uh, folks more west on Long Island or beyond are a little bit less familiar with you. Uh, Please please introduce yourself to the Orthodox Union
1: community. So great, uh, and again, it's good to be on with you. I represent a suburban Long Island district. It's the north shore of Suffolk County, plus the Hamptons. Uh, It's all within Suffolk County. Uh, And myself, uh, born and raised here on Long Island, uh, went through the Naval Academy, served in a Navy uniform for 11 years, deployed overseas three different times, and grew my passion, my love for this country, knowing that this is the greatest country the world has ever known. When I left the Navy uh, in my late 20s, I got to work in uh, state and local government. and did that for about 10 or so years and uh, ran for Congress this year to succeed Lee Zeldin, uh, who ran for governor, uh, proud to succeed him in a district that's about 75% the same. Uh, Right now, I'm serving in Congress. I'm on the House Armed Services, the Homeland Security Committee, and the uh, Small Business Committee as well, but very active on all things that are pro-Long Island, all things that are pro-national security, uh, that has made me a natural ally uh,
0: of of all things Israel as well. So I look
1: forward to our dialogue.
0: Well, great, we really appreciate that. Um, uh, maybe I could ask you, since you mentioned you were at the Naval Academy uh, in Annapolis, which is a, a really unique and special place, um, they uh, just, I think about a decade ago, uh, opened a a beautiful uh, synagogue and Jewish chapel uh, there uh, in Annapolis at the Naval Academy. Uh, I don't know if you had occasion to visit there or if you had uh, friendships with uh, with Jewish midshipmen. Did you have any interesting experiences there with your Jewish colleagues? Absolutely, uh, and the clergy at the Naval Academy
1: is a multi-denominational. You know, servicing people of all different religions, which I think is a very important thing uh, for. This country and its military, of course, we're a country founded on religious freedom, and it's just natural to have a clergy who, who is responsive to everybody's needs. Uh, nice to know uh, that the Naval Academy has made even more progress in that and in establishing uh, different places uh, for folks to exercise the worship in their religion. Uh, I haven't been back for a couple of years, but I do intend to go back now uh, this year, given this new capacity, and uh, I think it's a smart investment that you referenced.
0: Yeah. You should visit the chapel. It's really beautiful. Um, did you have occasion, uh, you know, in recent years, I don't know, I don't know exactly when, when you were serving, um, but from time to time, the American military does, has done joint exercises with Israel um, and perhaps other allies in the broader uh, region. Did you have occasion to do something like that? No, I did not. I was mainly a Western Pacific sailor. I was
1: stationed huh. in Seattle. Each of my three deployments was to the Western Pacific, uh, not to the Middle East, not anywhere near Israel. So, no, Uh, my brother served 20 years in the Marines, a Marine sniper who served in Iraq and Afghanistan. And uh, and, and I know that he um, was on very same missions as some of the IDF and others were a part of. So, So, uh, no, I didn't personally, but I am looking forward to opportunities in Congress to uh, ensure that our uh, Israel and and the U.S. share intelligence
0: uh, to help fight a common enemy. Well, thank you for that. Maybe we can expand on that. I'm sure again, given your military service, uh, which you already referenced, made you appreciate the role that Israel plays uh, as a national security partner for the United states. what uh, what particularly from your military service, you know really, really brought that to a highlight for you and 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 or what other specifics do you have in mind? so So, I think as a military person and as a New Yorker, nine eleven. Um,
1: means a lot to all of us and understanding what our enemies were up to um, before 9-11 and after 9-11 and knowing one basic thing. The same folks who would want to wipe Israel off the map, their words not mine, want the same for America's fate. And I think understanding and appreciating that naturally lends itself to a very close alliance and relationship, one where we do share intelligence, we share resources, um, we have Numerous things, legislatively and budgetary, in place to ensure that we have a strong cooperative relationship. And the way I see it is this: I, I was stationed on a nuclear-powered aircraft carrier, which was stationed uh, in in territories where there were, could be possible hostile possible hostilities. And we had several different ships around the aircraft carrier to help protect the carrier's defense. the The strongest, the toughest, the 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 best equipped of those assets was the was the was the, was the cruiser who would help defeat common threats to the carrier battle group, now known as the carrier-stripe group. Where I see the Israel-U.S. relationship is very analogous to the carrier-cruiser relationship, where our fates are very closely aligned. The folks would want to sink one, want to sink the other. And no- knowing and understanding that, I think, quite e- easily lends itself to security assistance, uh, fighting back on common enemies and adversaries like those who are in the government of Iran and elsewhere, uh, I think that just basic understanding naturally leads itself to uh, prudent decision and decision making and policy crafting going forward.
0: Thank you. Uh, all you mentioned you mentioned Iran and the terrible regime that's there. Um, you know, uh, thankfully, right now uh, we we have not uh, reentered or or restarted uh, a nuclear deal with Iran. Um, which was a misguided uh, policy of a couple of administrations ago. Um, thankfully, the current, current administration has not revived that, and uh, in part, I guess, because the Iranians have, have done some even ter- more terrible things. Um, wh- wh- what do you see, wh- where do you see we are right now in the United States in terms of how we should be dealing with Iran going forward uh, here in 2023? And... Uh, And what role do you think, uh, you know, Congress should be playing in that regard? So
1: I'm uh, I'm worried about this issue. You know, I see China, I see Russia, I see Iran. I see the the world's second largest military. I see the world's fourth largest military. And I see a nation that has 10% of the world's oil reserves, all collaborating, all communicating uh, together, not for America's benefit, but to the opposite. So I think America needs to... Uh, and this is mainly an executive branch function, needs to um, enforce diplomatic um, measures, needs to enforce existing sanctions. When uh, Iran does things like sends Russia drones to fight in the Ukraine, uh, the U.S. and the U.N. should take that very seriously and enforce existing sanctions, which are on the books, because if those three uh, are allowed to team up together for the next five or ten years, then Israel and the U.S., uh, will have a tough uh, thing on their hands. And we should be very aware of that. We should be assessing all of our diplomatic uh, and economic uh, options so that we don't have to
0: consider uh, military. That's, of course, the the option of last resort. Right. Um, you also mentioned you're serving on the Homeland Security Committee. And uh, unfortunately, the American Jewish community uh, is, is dealing with a uh, historic surge in anti-Semitism here in the United States. Um, The Department of Homeland Security plays a really important role uh, in combating that, as as do some other parts of the federal government. Um, DHS provides um, the nonprofit security grants, which we're very involved in uh, developing and and having Congress support, which provides grants to synagogues and other uh, houses of worship of other faiths to keep themselves more secure. Um, what are your thoughts about, um, how, how the federal government and Congress can be, uh, continuing or better addressing, uh, the rise in anti-Semitism? Yeah, I think that, you know, uh, we are a country that is founded on religious liberty. We should protect people of
1: all religions. This is, this should be a country where one can practice their faith or choose not to practice at all and should be, uh, should feel safe and secure when doing so. Uh, and I think there are two main things we should fund those security measures to ensure that people can properly exercise their freedom of religion. But I think that folks who have a voice, who have lots of followers on social media, should be pushing back aggressively each time this ugly uh, rhetoric uh, rears its head. We should be tweeting, we should be sending posts on, on, on Facebook and elsewhere, ensuring that we're aggressively pushing
0: back on some of this ugly rhetoric uh, each and every time. Thank you for thank you for that. Um, what are you, t- turning back to maybe some uh, some lighter topics? Uh, you you're, you're brand new to Capitol Hill. Um, what is uh, what's something that surprised you uh, about uh, joining Congress that you you know were not expecting in your in your first weeks as a member of the House of Representatives? The footwear, if we're being candid, <laughs> These
1: members of Congress uh, aren't wearing the hard uh, hard soled. Wing tips with the laces uh, like maybe a, a generation or two always wore before us. But now there's this new sneaker shoe that a lot of folks are wearing because there's a lot of walk between the Capitol and one's house office building and uh, a lot of dress down in the footwear. Still, you know, the proper suit, the proper traditional suit worn by most members. But uh, there's a large uh, number of members who have uh, quite casual footwear. That was a,
0: uh, a welcome surprise for me. So so you've joined, that, uh, you've joined that crowd? Now, there's not officially a Comfortable Footwear Caucus, but if there was... One of your other newly elected colleagues, uh, uh, Dan Goldman from Manhattan and Brooklyn, just uh, started the Congressional Bagel Caucus. So I think, uh, you know, maybe this is your opening to launch a new caucus, the Comfortable Footwear Caucus. True. I uh, I heard about that caucus about a week ago. I told my
1: staff to stop all work and to ensure that the next order of business was me joining the Bayo caucus, but maybe you're onto something, too. Maybe we should have a, a a comfortable shoe caucus.
0: Yeah. And and being from the East End, which has a great tradition of uh, of fishermen, uh, yeah, Billy Joel immortalized uh, that in one of his songs. Um, uh, not to put pressure on you to start a caucus, but like, what, what do you think— uh, what do you think is a signature uh, food item from Long Island that you would like to introduce some of your congressional colleagues to? It's remember, all about- the OU, remember the OU. Remember certifies kosher food. So <laughs> 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 well, I
1: guess I have to stick with the the, the bagels. I guess, <laughs> but if I uh, if I can get some kosher approved pizza, pizza is a staple here on Long Island. Uh, that you know, many of my colleagues in Congress throughout the country. You know, don't get a chance to appreciate how good Long Island's pizza really is, and maybe I'll make that part of my mission in Congress going forward too.
0: There you go. There, there are some good kosher pizza stores on Long Island. Uh, uh, is Plainview in your district? Plainview is not. Plainview is in Nassau County, a little bit just, west. Just missed it. Okay, I'm not. Oh, actually, there's a good one in East Hampton or West Hampton, rather. I'm sorry. There, there, there is one there, uh, and we'll. Maybe we can uh maybe maybe we can arrange a stop in and uh and do some promotion of of Long Island Pizza, the kosher variety. I'd like that. Just don't make me publicize which pizza place I like the best because I'll make one pizza place happy and no. no, no. You don't want to, You don't wanna you don't wanna get into that. Um, um and uh what if if you, if you if you if someone asked you like what's what's really if you could accomplish one thing this 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 coming two years, your your first term in Congress, and you could only accomplish one thing, uh, what, what what would you say that would be? So the most coveted position I have in
1: Congress is serving on the House Armed Services Committee. Uh, I serve on a couple of powerful subcommittees there. Um, it, it's a broad answer to your question, but I want to ensure that our military men and women are equipped for the nation's next conflict, not necessarily the last one. That they're properly equipped, trained, they have the right policies, they have their right leadership in place to either deter that next conflict or if there's, they're placed in that conflict to win it and to come home safely, that's
0: absolutely my greatest responsibility in Congress. Well, we really appreciate that and we appreciate uh, so much that you serve this country uh, as a member of the military. Um, that is that is taking on an incredible responsibility um, and and uh, and thank God you made it through safely and uh, and well and now... You're continuing to serve the country and the people of Long Island uh, in the United States Congress, uh, which we're grateful for. Um, and we 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 also appreciate that you took some time to uh, introduce yourself and have this conversation so the Orthodox Union community could learn a bit more about you. And we look forward to working with you uh, as a partner on common values and goals um, in this Congress. Thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity. We have such a great country, but we need to keep on working out it to ensure it stays that way. Thank you again, Congressman Nick Oloda. Um My name is Nathan Diamond, and this has been the Orthodox Union's D.C. Schmooze.